0: Let us pray. Shatter the silence, mighty God, with your glad and glorious greetings. Banish all our fears and give us faith in Jesus Christ, the risen Lord. If there is anything said from this pulpit that is against your will, let it come to naught and do no harm. But if there is anything said from this pulpit that is according to your will, let it be heard, as if sung by the voice of angels, that hearing we might believe, and believing be more loving. Amen. If you look around the landscape of your life, you might name, even now, several people as your best friend. Can you think of who your best friend is? Your best friend at work. Your best friend from college, maybe. Your best friend at church. But do you remember your first best friend? Do you remember the name of your first best friend? The one in childhood. I still keep in good touch with my first best friend His name is Josh, he won't mind me saying, because that's how childhood best friends are. I could write a book about the adventures that we had together, building forts in the woods and shooting BB guns at each other. (laughs) And eventually being on the high school wrestling team. His senior year, he was the state runner-up in the heavyweight division. So not a small guy. I believe it was that year his senior year that we had one of my all-time favorite memories together. We were staying at another friend's house on a Saturday night, which mean which meant we needed to go to church with him the next morning. It was a small-time church in rural Maine, and they were very excited to have a couple of young visitors. I'll never forget it. Right there in the opening hymn, two of the elders bookended us in our pew. Have you ever been baptized, they asked us. I had the good sense to say yes, (laughs) which was also the truth. Josh looked at me with wide eyes. What if he lied right there in church and told them, yes, would he go straight to hell? (laughs) But what if he told them the truth? That he hadn't been baptized. What would happen next? No, he gulped. I haven't. Young man, they said. (laughs) Could you please come with us? And off he went. An 18-year-old known for striking fear into the hearts of high school hulks was shaking like a dog during a thunderstorm (laughs) as they escorted him toward the back of the church. I smirked to myself. (laughs) I knew what was up. (laughs) They were not going to miss out on this opportunity. They were not going to miss out on this opportunity to lift him up right out of the pew. Mark, who writes the first gospel ever written, is the same way. He is determined to take advantage of every opportunity to lift up the first community of faith, to get them going, Just read through the first chapter and you can see what a rush Mark is in. Euthaios, the Greek that gets translated as straight away or immediately, is used seven times in the first chapter and no less than 40 times in the gospel as a whole. And it's used only about 60 times total in the New Testament. Mark doesn't want to miss the opportunity. To get the message out, to let the whole story take hold to the whole of us. Immediately prepare the way of the Lord, Mark says. When Jesus comes up out of the water at his baptism, Mark has a dove immediately descending from the heavens, and the Spirit immediately sends him out into the wilderness. When he calls his first disciples, they immediately leave their nets and follow him. And when they get to Capernaum, he immediately goes to the synagogue to preach. In today's passage, when Jesus is leaving the synagogue and passing by Peter's house, you can see how Mark wants to rush us through to the next moment for immediacy. He won't miss the opportunity. Our passage is only three verses, and in each of those three verses, Mark wants to make sure to move us along. In verse 29, he says, immediately after they left the synagogue, they went to Peter's house. Where, in verse 30, they immediately tell Jesus about how Peter's mother-in-law is ill. Then, in verse 31, the woman wastes no time to begin her acts of service as soon as Jesus lifts her up. We're not told about her need to freshen up or grab a bite. There's not a word or phrase that interrupts being lifted up and then responding with a life of service. But it's not just the writer of the gospel. The characters are opportunistic too. Peter doesn't miss the opportunity to have Jesus stop by the house. They could have walked on by. The woman doesn't miss the opportunity to live with gratitude. She could have bid them adieu. And Jesus, Jesus like the elders in that rural church, peering into the unbaptized Joshua's eyes, doesn't miss the opportunity to lift her up. And so it is with us. I hope that we will not miss the opportunity, the opportunity in front of us, the opportunity to be uplifted and to be uplifting. There are a wide variety of things that perhaps we ought to do as we take on this new year. Set forward new goals, take care of old problems, set alongside held grudges. Maybe we ought to even get after simple things like clean the garage and wash the windows and tidy the closets, make plans for this or that. And if we look back at the end of the year and we haven't done those kinds of things, all the things that we've set forward as goals and resolutions for this new year, we might say we missed an opportunity. But the opportunity that Jesus won't miss when he finds this family at home is the one to lift another up. That is the opportunity that Jesus won't miss, the one to lift another up. You know, for all the difficulties that the pandemic brought, Some people used it as an opportunity, the kind of opportunity that Jesus wouldn't miss, the kind to lift one another up. It wasn't always going to be that way. We needed to be patient as we stayed at home. And while we were patient, some moaned and pointed fingers, but others refused to miss the opportunity to be uplifted and to lift one another up. Do you know who John Krasinski is? He was famous for playing Jim on The Office. And he created an online news channel called Some Good News. Does anybody remember this? Yeah. Through it, he blessed a girl. This was during the pandemic. She was disappointed with missing out on her tickets to Hamilton. And so she... He organized a Zoom sing-along with Lin-Manuel Miranda and the original cast. He honored a group of Boston nurses with a greeting from Big Poppy David Ortiz, which is pretty awesome, and, and he also had them throw out a pitch in Fenway Park, even though there was no game going on. They were in their scrubs. He held an online prom with Billboard talent for the 2020 high school seniors that were missing their prom. He lifted people up. He used it as an opportunity. Do you remember how songs like Journeys Don't Stop Believing," and the Rocky theme song were played when COVID-19 survivors were discharged? That was all over the news. Were we not uplifted by frontline workers in the medical, food, and utility fields that were heroically risking so much for the sake of all of us? I hope we were lifting people up in the way that we were a church. You were committed to an uplifting message to the community through live stream every week. You were committed to sharing your resources with people doing amazing work like Friendship House and the food bank. You were committed to offering care and classes like like Bible studies, things that connected the community in comfort and learning even through computers and phones. You even celebrated Jeffrey's 20th year in ministry here. You were trying to lift people up. So be uplifted now. And this month, that's what this month is all about. For us, this Roots and Raise month, this Service Challenge month, lifting others up and being uplifted. Already we've seen it with the over 125 volunteers that participated in the food packing event. For rise against hunger multiple teams showing up at food bank of delaware the clothing drive was a massive success people made soup for code purple sewn quilts and pillowcases for those in need and those serving others how are you lifting others up this month this is care week a bunch of you are wearing pink to show that you care for those that are facing breast cancer is there someone you can offer care for this week Maybe you're given blood at the blood drive today. Maybe you'll go sign up for CPR training today. Maybe you can give to Emily's caring project today. We are lifting others up. Be uplifted. In the Gospel of Mark, Jesus refused to miss the opportunity to go immediately and be uplifting. Maybe you can be uplifting. Maybe we can be uplifting. Maybe in that we will be uplifted. My friend Josh was uplifted that day. He was lifted right up out of that pew and taken somewhere. I didn't see him again for the rest of the service. And I could only imagine what they were up to with him. I admit. I giggled a bit to myself just thinking about it. At the end of the service, during the benediction, the pastor announced that there would be a baptism to follow the service in the immersion tank in the back. I almost laughed out loud, knowing what would be going through Joshua's mind. And there he was, In the back of the church, being lifted up once again and floated down into the tank, (laughs) he looked out at me with eyes that just said, get me out of (laughs) here. And then with their hands, they pushed him down into the water. And you know what they did next? They lifted him up. For all that Josh didn't understand that day, and all that I didn't understand either for that matter, they were celebrating baptism for the same reason that any of us do, to remind ourselves and one another that getting pushed down is a part of the experience of life. Some of us might even feel a bit pushed down today even when you have tried to be uplifting, even when you were just trying to help. I've had that experience recently. The other day I was doing sight words with my five-year-old daughter Lucy and she was trying to sound out the word blue on a flashcard. And I tried to help, I tried to give her a clue. It's mommy's favorite color, I told her. And, I, and then I said, and then she said, purple. And I said, no, blue. And she said, Daddy, Mommy's favorite color is purple. And I said, oh. And then do you know what Lucy did? As soon as Mommy came home, she went straight to her and said, Mommy, did you know that Daddy doesn't know your favorite color? Push down! (laughs) And I was just trying to help. Push down. But this is the gospel. Whenever we get pushed down, by the hands of our finances, by the hands of our health, by the hands of our anger, by the hands of our uncertainties, Whenever we get pushed down, keep your eyes out for God. He doesn't like to miss the opportunity to lift us back up. Be uplifted. Amen.